Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I obviously felt like I got hit, you know, on the chin and, uh, I felt like he missed, in the end, a clear penalty. So I screamed at him to throw the flag, and he did. But I guess I need to be more specific with who he needs to throw the flag on. We're all trying to do the best we could do. If I feel like they miss a call, I want to let the guy know. You know, and I've done that literally a thousand times over the course of my career and never got called. You know, in this instance, you know, before I could realize it, the flag was thrown. And I was looking at the guy like, are are you kidding me? Yeah, I thought Tom's was totally uncalled for and um, by the referee. I mean, he got hit in the face, his lips bleeding. There had to be some kind of contact. And uh, I don't think any other referee in the league would have thrown the flag. Maybe Sean Hockley is the only referee in the league with the guts to throw the flag on the great and powerful Wizard of Tommy. I, you know, if, if hey, hey, look. Nobody else I, yells I, at referees like that other than Tom Brady. Nobody. There's no, you l- can't come up with a quarterback that does it. That's where I just, this, I don't love it. Let's put this in context. Yeah. Last week, last week, and I assume it was on the Let's Go podcast, he talked about how he's a pain in the ass for officials and how he gets a little heated and and he claimed he doesn't get roughing the passer calls, that he doesn't get, you know, special treatment. And these referees aren't living in a vacuum. Sean Hockley has access to the same information the rest of us do, and you just have to wonder whether or not there was some thought given to how do I handle this guy if he decides he's going to turn his wrath toward me, if he decides he's going to try to to bully me in some way. I mean, Brady's a big guy. He's as big as you. He's 6'5". He can be imposing. And maybe Sean Hockley decided after he heard the things Tom Brady said last week, I'm not going to let this guy push me around. I'm not going to let him get in my face. He gets in my face, I'm going to throw the flag. And, you know, he may have talked to people at the league office, may have talked to his dad. Hey, 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 dad, you did this for years. How would you handle somebody like this who's trying to intimidate you into giving him the calls that he wants? What would you do? I'd throw the flag on his ass at some point. Yeah, so my point is Tom Brady may only have himself to blame 
for running his mouth about it last week. Sure. And putting something out there that Sean Hockley maybe processed and reacted to, and that may have been the thing that provided the foundation for the flag that came on Sunday. He, he's the only quarterback I've ever seen in history that consistently does it. That, that's where I would just go. Like, I mean, of course it was going to get called at some point, and yeah, it's become a famous thing, and like you said, he's kind of publicized it himself. That's where I look like, yeah, he didn't do himself any favors there. You know, but, you know, again, no other, no other quarterback or player really has the guts to do that to a referee because they'd be afraid of getting penalized. That's why they don't. Brady has done it repeatedly knowing he's Tom Brady and that they probably won't throw the flag. And that's where it's a little different. And, again, I mean, you know, we're in a taunting era and all of that. You're going to yell at the referee to that extent where, again, not a forcible blow to the head. This is where we got to get this through our not forcible. He tried to put his head into Tom Brady's chest. What everybody got to get a clue here is these people are big and there's a big helmet on their head. So they can't necessarily always gauge, wait, oh, wait, where I think my head is, oh, I forgot, really my helmet's three inches above that and maybe could hit the chin or do anything like that. So th that's where... I disagree with you. I disagree with you. That I would never flagged. call that. I disagree oh, with I would you. Never. Well, you, you, you wouldn't call, you wouldn't call uh, somebody ripping out the quarterback's heart and showing it to him either. Well, you wouldn't call 90% of the ones that are called. Blow. I mean, that's just not a forcible at, or, blow at all. It, he, put his, his, he hit him with his struck him with the helmet and it hit him in the chin. We've seen far less than that flag. I, 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 and, that doesn't and, mean it's right. That doesn't mean it's I, right. It's still a horrible I think it, call. I think it's a violation. I think it. it's a violation of the rule as it's written. There's like seven different ways you can rough the passer. And that, to me, they have called far less than that this they year. Have, I can understand I know. why he took he took the helmet. And I mean, hey, look, we said the other day. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. We said the other day he chooses to wear that flouncy little chin strap that doesn't give him any protection there. So if he does take a helmet, it's going to hit his chin. It's going to bust his lip. And the helmet came right up underneath. He And, and I, look, you know, the, a lot of times guys will say, what should I have done differently? I don't know. Just don't do what you did. That's what they hear all the time. You go in a different way where the helmet isn't in a position where it can slide up the pads and pop a guy in the oh, chin. Oh, it was so brutal. I mean, he almost he almost got knocked back two inches off and had to, like, take a took step a helmet, backwards. Took a helmet to the chin. I know. Took a helmet just, to the again, chin. it's a stupid rule. I, I don't care. Forcible yeah. blow to the head, that was not forcible. I, I just again that's that's I, I didn't li I don't like it and you know again I, Brady's he's towed towed the line with that a little bit he has he definitely has so uh I was surprised to see it thrown and that was a big play in the football game it was and it was one of three instances where Bucks players lost their cool and got personal fouls but um yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's a tough one. I probably would not have liked to seen the flag thrown either on Brady there in that incident. I, 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 I would not. Not in that game, not for that. I don't want to see that. So I can understand that. And, and I'm not starting to question Tom Brady's toughness. He's as tough as they come, certainly. But I just, it's, I'm annoyed that it's gotten to this in the NFL world. Look, I, I got touched on the chin. I got touched on the head. I want a penalty. And I, I don't like that. That's not football. Um, again, we've seen far less than that penalized we have, course definitely. Year. I can understand why Brady raised the question. The question is, and Sean Hockley claimed after the game that Tom Brady got in my face in an aggressive manner and used abusive language. I, 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 
apparently Brady claims he didn't curse at him. I don't know what abusive language can be. I guess you can be abusive without dropping F-bombs. F it was clear he was approaching Hockley in an, an intimidating way, but we've seen that before. And, and it may just be that the NFL's new approach is thou shalt never get in anyone's face for any reason. And we're going to talk about that as it relates to the next play. But I think they just, they're trying to take the emotion out of the game, which is unrealistic. I don't like that There will that be either. moments where you right. get in someone's face. Right. There are moments where you're getting in someone's face. Right. I agreed. It's an emotional football game. I don't love that either. Now, again, what I will say is Brady's the only one that gets away with that. And he's the only one that consistently did it. on Sunday. I know, but he didn't do it. Yeah. But it was also like, you know, strike 758 for him yelling at the referee. So I don't have like a lot of compassion for him. But yeah, I would like to see those not called either I would not I mean to me it's 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 like you said it's an intense moment you're competing you're down you know the emotions do get the best of you and I can understand Brady yelling at the referee there I can understand it I'm not totally cold-hearted all right same game and Dominican Sue who 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 knows a thing or two about using his feet in a way that have gotten him in trouble whether it's pressing his foot into the crotch of Matt Schaub on a Thanksgiving day a decade or so ago, whether it's a stomping on the arm of Evan Dietrich Smith on a Thanksgiving, I think the year before that, or whether it's accidentally because it was so cold in Green Bay, his feet went numb. He didn't know he was stepping on the injured lower leg of Aaron Rodgers. There's Matthew Stafford kicking it in Dominican Sue. That's not taunting. That's you kicked me. I'm going to mess you up. This is this is not taunting. This is, you know, this is, hey, I don't like what you did to me. So, you know, I mean, the classic what taunting is... What did he not is, like what he did? Like, what, well, I don't, look, look, watch the leg. Watch the leg. He kicked at him. He's he kicking at kick, him. Mike, when, you're, when your leg him. gets jammed in, okay. it comes Chris, back out. Open your eyes and watch the play again. Mike, Mike. The left Mike, leg, he kicks at him. Mike, Mike Watch it. That's I, Mike, he, I've watched it 100 times. It's not a kick. Okay, well, you need that's to watch a, it 101 times well, then. here you go, Mike. I know. You know everything. Watch his leg. Uh, well, well, watch his leg. A leg extends. Mike, when you roll over and somebody's smushing your leg, it then extends back out. That was not a kick. That's ridiculous. Well, that's ridiculous. I, yeah, I totally I, disagree I, with I, you. I, Totally. Well, regardless, was not a kick. the guy wasn't smushed him, him and fell him on the ground. He wasn't taunting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna f you up, you emmer effer. I'm gonna f you up. I mean, that 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 is not the best look. I mean, that's they, they, taunting. Right. I wish they didn't call it, but whatever. I, you taunting know, again. the the way the way that they've the way that they've tried to take taunting out of the game is from the perspective of I've done something good. In your face. Yeah. In your face. Right. Look at what I just did right. in your face. Right. Touchdown. In your face. First down. In your face. Made a great catch even though we're down 35 calls. points. Right. In your face. I'm with the you. problem is the problem is this the, the way that they're they're trying to get people to enforce it, you can't you know, it all goes all the way back to week two, Cowboys Chargers. Amari Cooper gets ear hold and he's not happy that he got ear hold. And he may let he let the guy from the Chargers hear it. Or no, it was Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen got ear hold. I don't like that I got ear hold. And they threw a flag for taunting. It's like, I'm not taunting the guy. I'm telling the guy, I don't like the fact that you put your helmet into my ear. Yeah. When I don't think you needed to do it. No. I, so, I, yeah, they've so gone the, too far you know, here. The coaching point now isn't don't go in your face after you do something good, even if we're down by 35 points. The, the, the coaching point is be a robot. After the play walk back to the huddle without saying anything, without doing anything that is directed at anyone, whether it's an opponent, whether it's an official, no one. And that's not realistic 
It's not. Oligarchs. It's Listen not. to us, oligarchs. They're not sitting around, uh, you know, uh, talking about stocks. To, you know, they, they, No. This is emotion. You want them to access the emotion so they can perform at a high level. And I know they're expected to flip the switch when they leave the field, and that's reasonable. You don't want to live your life with the same aggression that you employ yeah. on a football field. Right. But immediately after the play, immediately after the play, you expect them to, to, to flip back to uh, Bruce Banner? I know. No, they're still in Hulk mode. I know. You can't turn it off and on like that during a game. Uh, That's agreed. what's so unrealistic about I, this rule. Agreed. That's where I, you know, they gotta, they did gotta do some fine tuning. You know, maybe it's no showboating or or something of that nature. But you're right. I mean, I don't like either one of these calls. I, I don't. You know, yes, it is. It's it's a big football game. It's emotions. Telling a guy I'm gonna f you up. I mean. I don't know. I mean, what game was I ever in where somebody didn't say that to me? I, I, that's what I'd like to know. I mean, we can go back to like seventh grade football, and I had kids telling me, I'm going to F you up, Sims. Like, what? So that, that to me, that's not taunting. That's not showing anybody up either. That's where it's, to me, it's, it's lost. It's, it's, we've lost control of this a little bit. As a, 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 you know my stance, Mike. I don't want to see, you know what I don't want to see. And to me, this is where I thought it was going to be more clear about. Like, oh, I caught a five-yard pass, and I'm going to get up and, and show the DB that I'm the man and in your face and first down, I got five yards. Eat that crap. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see the 20-yard reception by the receiver and the, tack and then the DB makes a tackle down the field and stands over and was like, yeah, you know, here's my man parts in your face. You got 20 yards, <laughs> I but I coming. tackled you, and you didn't get 21. Like, that's where I don't want it. This, I'm with you, Mike. It's emotions. Of course, the quarterback's going to yell at the referee a little bit in a playoff game. Of course, hey, I don't think he really did try to kick him, but I understand him yelling and thinking that. I understand that. And it was in his man part, so you're a little protective there. It's emotions of the game. Uh, I, I, they got to figure it out, and common sense has got to be used a little bit more. Common sense is the word of the year for referees. Maybe what Sue was saying is, that's my move. <laughs> don't you take my move. Copyright I kick you. You don't kick me. Copyright infringement. How do <laughs> you do that? Cease and desist. Cease and desist, Matthew Stafford. Uh, apparently, Matthew Stafford's wife, Kelly, said yesterday that Ndamukong Sue really doesn't like Matthew for some reason. I don't think Ndamukong Sue likes anybody, so don't feel... Don't, Warren don't, Buffett. Don't, you, you, you yeah, Warren, Warren Buffett, Buffett is the... <laughs> Warren Buffett is the only person Ndamukong Sue likes because Warren Buffett has taken a shine to Ndamukong Sue and probably made him a crap load of money. Hey, Warren, you're looking for, for another protege? I, I, I'll bring the, uh, the egg and cheese biscuits from McDonald's and the Diet Cokes and let's go. Oh, Warren, right. don't deal uh, with it. You don't want to deal with this guy. It's not worth <laughs> it. Don't, don't, listen, don't do it. <laughs> listen, this, listen, the guy drinks Diet Coke all day long. I don't know how many he drinks, but he drinks it and he's still alive. And, and, he, and he eats uh, egg and cheese biscuits from McDonald's every morning. And I think oh like he gets them a certain way if the market was up, and he gets them another way if the market was down. He, he splurges a little bit if the market was up. He gets wow. cheese on it or something, something like that. It's a great story. But uh, anyway, and Dominican Sue likes Warren Buffett, hates everyone else, yeah. including Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Jamar Chase and Christian Fulton, after a long catch and run in Saturday's game between the Bengals and the Titans, there were no taunting flags, even though, you know, again, every crew's different. And, and this was great. And there he goes. If you don't tackle him when you get your chance, bye-bye. What a play there by goes 37 Jamar Chase. there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Christian Fulton comes in and they get in each other's face. And, and look, that clearly, that clearly falls within the boundaries of what they're trying it's to get these guys to do. It's worse than the other do. two we've watched that got penalized already. It's really, it's worse. But uh, I'm, 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 but this is again, I, Mike. Back to your point. This is the emotions of the game. I'm not mad at exactly. this. I'm not. This is like, hey, it's football. I made a big play. I'll see you back here at the line of scrimmage in 30 seconds. Let's see what you got to say about it then. Like, there's not like a showing up aspect, you right. know? I agree. Yeah, no, okay. I agree. Good, good. But, but, but if yeah. they're going to have this rule that is horrible, right. you have to enforce it consistently. Right. If you're not going to flag this, you don't flag and Dominican Sue. It's that simple. So, and, and look, these guys are teammates. Maybe they're just trying to get each other fired up, or maybe there's some leftover. I mean, they've been high school teammates, college teammates, lifelong friends. Thanks, Pete. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're going to call it against Sue, you got to call it there. You can't pick and choose. And these aren't, this isn't like, oh, you can call holding on every play. These are things that are happening that everyone can see after the play ends. This is simple. This is like face mask. If you're going to call every face mask or you're not, we all see it. We all see it. So if you're gonna if you're gonna have this standard that applies to everything that we all see after the play ends, you can't just call it some of the time. You have to call it all of the time. And if you're not gonna call it all the time, then just go ahead and get rid of the rules. Just get rid of it and let them do it. Let them be human. Let them let them be in a Hulk mode. Don't expect them to flip the switch back to Bruce Banner immediately after the play ends. So I wrote after the Indomitian Sioux thing on Sunday, the rule just has to go. It has to go because it's too hard to tell what's actually taunting, and they're clearly not enforcing it consistently. I, I, I agree. I, I wish we could find a fine line of like, hey, really, everything goes except like, you know, I'll, I'll play all I'll, uh, that always comes to my mind when we talk about this. Juju Smith-Schuster ear-holing perfect, right, in the playoff game. Like those are the kind of plays I don't. Uh, now I've knocked you out, and I'm going to stand on top of you, you know, with my man parts. That that's what I, I don't want to see. That, and I hope they can find a way to where they can get that out of the game, you know, because I think that's important, and that's the one that we're trying to set an example for kids is that kind of stuff. Not I'm getting in your face. I mean, damn! I watched Pee Wee football this year with my little boy and watching him play. I mean, kids are going to get in each other's face a little bit. I mean, it's, 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 it's football. It's like you said. I don't care what level you're at. It's competitive. It's a physical sport. You know, you have to have something going through your blood and your brain to go out there and hit and play and, and be emotional that way. Uh, but, but I don't know. Maybe the only way is, like you said, to get, to get this totally get out rid of the of it. sport. Get yeah. rid of it. Let's be realistic. Let's yeah. not expect these guys to be robots. That's what they are trying to do. They want them to be robots. They want them to be video game play. You know, they, they want them to go on and off. At the, at the snap, it's on. At the whistle, it's off. And, and that's not reasonable. It's reasonable physically stop hitting each other when the whistle blows. But apparently when the whistle blows now, it means go back to being Bruce Banner. Go back to being meek and timid and walk away and don't say a word. Don't that's do hard. anything. And yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not realistic. It's not practical. It's not human. No. That's it. They, don't, they want these human beings who play football to not be human. Uh, sometimes taunting happens during the play, and it's not called. Sometimes it happens even when the guy you are taunting is closer to the end zone than you are, but you know that you're still capable of beating the angle and outrunning him. Here is Tyreek Hill in the fourth quarter of Sunday night's instant classic 
there he goes shot out of a cannon three rockets up his butt and the deuces <laughs> thrown up clearly look he knows what he's doing he's doing exactly what they don't want guys to do and it was the Tyreek Hill deuces not being called consistently that resulted in the Antoine Winfield Jr. moment in Super Bowl 55 where Winfield stuck his fingers in his face which I think was the impetus for this taunting point of emphasis it's all there they see it and they didn't flag it Chris again if you're not going to call it get rid of the rule and right. this is 15 yards of field position that the Bills didn't get they could have pushed the extra the extra point back by 15 yards right they could have elected to enforce it on the kickoff either way that's a flag that should have been thrown and that's exactly what the NFL wants them to throw the flag on and they blew it yeah they blew it. I yeah I mean it's just it's the inconsistency I think that's the thing we talk about or at least that I don't understand uh, again, we've watched so many games this year where, of course, that's called. And, you know, again, I, I sit here and I don't understand the inconsistency, but I also sit here and want to go, I'm glad they didn't throw the flag. I'm glad they didn't. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, but again, no, no, no. They, but no, you're not. You shouldn't be glad they didn't because this is the rule that's been supposedly applied all year long. And they all have been coached the rules. What, didn't did, Remember Clyde Edwards-Alaire did it? on his way to the end zone yeah, and got penalized. The guy. Yes, I know. And and so the coaches tell these guys not to do it. And Tyree Kill decided in that moment, screw it, I'm going to do it. Even if it costs my team, I'm going to do it. So it should have cost his team. He made the conscious decision in that moment to do it, knowing he shouldn't have done it, knowing that that's the rule and the referee, the officials on the field failed. A sky judge maybe would have thrown it. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know whether the official even noticed it. How did you not, though? He did it for two or three no, seconds. No, they noticed it. They just didn't want but, to make it a part of it. They didn't. My, my point is we're, we're either going to call the rule or we're not. If we're not going to call it, if we're not going to apply the rule, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. It's not practical. And in the moment, the human beings who are charged with throwing the flag aren't willing to do it. And, and you know what? And you know what, Chris? Hey. Uh, here's, let's take it back to last week. Where, where are they playing the game? They're playing the game in Arrowhead Stadium. Hey, we eventually have to walk out of this place. We eventually have to exit through a tunnel, and we're in Kansas City. Man, maybe I don't want to get hit with a bottle on the way out, so I'm not going to throw the flag here. Another reason to have a sky judge. Uh, it, it's it, it's a, I, I mean, I, listen, I'm torn here with this. I don't know where to say. I, I know it's part of the sport. It should be consistently called. I hear you. But there's a part of me, too, that you know, I don't want this called in this moment of the football game. I don't. I don't want to see it. And again, I want the play on the field to dictate what happens and ha and and, and got to get rid of the rule. I, I know. Got to get books. rid of the rule. I, you know, just I think about you know, just hey, it, to me, it's no. That's no different. Again, of like Deion Sanders high stepping in the end zone or getting close to the end zone on a pick six and high stepping. Did he turn and look at people as he was running by them or doing that? Yes, of course he did. You know, he's about to score a touchdown. It kind of goes back to the emotion of the game there a little bit to where I, I can swallow this type of stuff. I've told you what I don't like. Uh, this one doesn't bother me as much, and I think if I'm going to err on anything, I'd rather see the referees not get involved in there and just let the play on the field dictate what happens. But I understand the frustration of inconsistency. That's a real thing here. Um, all right, got to take a break. There was one more we were going to get to. Maybe we'll find a way to talk about it at some point down the road. For now, I have to say we'll be right back with more PFT Live right after this.
Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. I wish we were on the air when you said... Simsisms. Cutthroat and dry. That's where I wanted to get into it. That's where it's not as, you know, cutthroat and dry. <laughs> Hopefully this is all being captured. Chris said it's not so cutthroat and dry. Simsism. It's not so cutthroat and dry. <laughs> all right. Not so cutthroat and dry. You, you almost gave us another one. You were saying a little bit, and you almost said Biddle Lit earlier. You started to say Biddle Lit. I could feel it. I could uh, sense it, and you corrected yourself. You self-corrected yourself. Um, thank you. Got you got something to add? No, you got, you got no. I got a dry yourself? throat. Maybe that's why I said it. You know, dry throat. But you know, cutthroat and dry, I don't know. That's one that's kind of – I look at I that. Kinda like go, I kind of like it. I kind of like it, too. I know. I kind of like it. I know. <laughs> thank you. Now, now what's <laughs> happening is when I am deliberately repeating back to you your simsisms later – I'm getting emails from people saying, hey, you idiot, it's not deck the stack, it's stack the deck. It's uh, yeah, like, hey, right. you know what? You got to keep up. You yeah. got to keep up to understand Inside what jokes we're talking here. about. Come on. That's right. Stay, stay, stay Sorry. with the show. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, we've reshuffled the deck a little bit so we can get to the one that we wanted to get to. And this is the Eric Weddle hit on Mike Evans during that process of the Buccaneers trying to come back. They went for it on a fourth down. The pass was thrown to Evans. And then there was the the clear and obvious foul of the hit to the head of the defenseless receiver. Watch Weddle, pops him, draws the flag, and there's a weird little quirk in the rules. Okay, the, the rule is if the illegal hit, and there it is, clearly illegal, if it happens after the ball hits the ground on a fourth down play, the defense still gets possession. Now, if the ball had been popping around in the air when the hit happens, it's first and 10 for the offense. That They got to change that. I don't like that. Now, now look, again, I don't know how many, I don't know how many situations is actually going to happen, but I just don't like the appearance that it incentivizes blowing a guy up on a fourth down play because maybe you're going to get lucky and the ball is going to already have hit the ground. That's a lot for a defensive back to process. I just don't like that little quirk in the rules because that feels like it should have been first and 10 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is a big moment. It certainly was. There's a few things I don't like. I think to your point, I don't like that for sure. The other thing I don't like is 
You know, I, I, I don't like the call to begin with. You know, I think it too, like, you know, I don't know if they actually called. I just heard unnecessary roughness. I wasn't sure. Was it really to the blow of the head? First off, I don't love that. Yeah, again. It's yeah, got- that's, the, that's the illegal hit. It's the helmet to helmet hit or the hit to the head or neck area of the defense receiver. I thought, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, either way, unnecessary roughness, whatever they use. Uh, what, what I don't love there, again, is I don't think anybody's head hunting. He tried to put his shoulder into the guy's chest. He does have a head attached to his shoulder, and there's a helmet on. So, yes, his helmet hit the face mask of the receiver. So, I don't love it from that aspect. I, and know, I, think, I know you don't like the rule, but it's been the rule for over a no, decade. No, no, Mike, I know. I'm not trying to – what I don't – I understand it. What, what I don't like – I just don't – again, that's where I would like common sense applied a little bit. It's, it's, not, it's not an egregious – it wasn't head hunting. These are big people, and the head just hits sometimes. But the other thing I don't like about it is to like what you're talking about, where – I, again, I don't know if that even gets called if the ball's popped in the air and we're juggling it and he makes that hit. We're going to go, well, that was just a live football and we're not going to call it. That's where I'm a little bit like, I don't know. That, there's a few aspects of this I don't like to where, well, okay, now it hit the ground. And yes, but it hit the ground. It didn't bobble. It literally went like boom and boom. And you don't have a reaction time as a DB to know that. How does he know? The ball might, oh, I got one hand on it, tipped it up in the air, and now I'm about to catch it and do that. So he delivers the hit. You know, so he was fortunate in the fact that the ball went down and hit the ground so fast. But I also look at it and wonder, would the referees have even called it really if the ball was bobbling around like that either? And that's where defenders are just in this no-win situation sometimes. Well, it's, it's a, the defenseless posture, and you're in the defenseless posture during that window. And, and you, you know, we, it's, the, the, this, is, this is what they decided to aggressively enforce October 17, 2010, when we had the three bang-bang hits that, that really – put front and center as the NFL was processing its epiphany from a year earlier as it relates to concussion prevention, receivers in a defenseless posture, trying to avoid them from those hits we see all the time when guys get blown up going across the middle and it's created all sorts of unintended consequences. But the reality is, the reality is, and and I guess the purpose we put it in here for is there is that strange little glitch that can happen on a fourth down play where the defenseless player takes the illegal hit yeah. after the ball's already struck the ground and his team still loses possession. Well, yeah, something about I, that I just know. doesn't seem right. They, they over-self-corrected. That hit is not even in the same stratosphere as any of those Bengals hits from the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff game. That, that is, to me, it's where we've gone too far. I don't know. Tom Brady is the reason he got hit like that. Maybe he shouldn't throw the football yeah, like that. Right. You know, that's, that's where I just get bothered right, by right. it. Yeah, we're relitigating I know. cases that were resolved a decade ago. That that's a hit that gets flagged nine out of ten times, if not more than that. The question Why? is, there was worse hits the on that this weekend. The there was worse hits that weekend on the, the receivers. Well, I, then they should have been. They should have thrown. I mean, this is something that's been baked into the cake of the NFL for ten years now. That that they're protecting the receivers in situations like that. The question is, why would the the team not keep possession of the ball? We got to take a break. We got to take a break. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers coming up. Before that, some things you may have missed from the division around weekend. We'll do that next here on PFT Live. All right, in case you missed it, division around edition. George Kittle doing George Kittle things. No. Not there. Uh-oh. <laughs> he doesn't do that. He does it later. This one was amazing because you don't expect George Kittle to do that. He gets his redemption, though. 
He totally redeems himself. Here's the redemption, just like me getting redemption for screwing up the first one. He does not screw up the second one. Look how he holds on to the football. Unbelievable. To get it into his hand, pressed against his wrist, and tucked before he went out of bounds. Well Ball. done. Whoa. Well done. Watch out for All this right. guy. Gabriel Davis. A little ankle breaking. Ooh. Down goes Mike Hughes. <laughs> and down goes Gabriel Davis when he catches the pass. The cannonball to the chest. I don't know what my I still don't know what Michael Scott's doing there. Pete told me it would make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Gabriel Davis took the cannonball to the chest. <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons. Man, Jeffrey bull rushing Simmons. Holy cow. Odeniji, he's done. He was and this bull didn't even count. Everybody. I mean, this didn't really even was. count. Yeah, you're right. It didn't count. Late whistle because yeah. Cincinnati had asked for a timeout. So really 10 sacks, not 9. DJ Reader. This guy. Holy cow, Taking it to Ben too. Jones. Whoa. He was dominant in the football game, Mike. He really was. Best run-stopping defender in the playoffs left. And they need him to step up this week, too, and create some havoc against yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. No Green Bay. Zadari Smith was back. Welcome Not that back, it ultimately Zedarius. delivered the difference. But how about this? Lakin Tomlinson. Down he goes, and down goes Jimmy G. Sack on his first snap since week one. Zadari Smith getting it done. But again, not enough Packers played like Zadarius Smith that night. No. To make it happen. Uh-oh. Big guy in Trent motion. Trent Williams. Trent boom, Williams going boom, in motion. Boom. boom. Pow. Bang. <laughs> that, I'll tell you what. You see that guy coming at you. What? what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, look what kind of athlete he is. Look at the way he runs at 330 pounds. That's why he's a Hall of Famer and, and for my money, the best left tackle in the NFL right now. Just duck and cover. Here's Melvin Ingram oh trying gosh. to get to Josh Allen. Josh Allen, look at the move there. What? And un just unbelievable. Ooh. He can run around. He can run through. He can make you miss. He he put Javarius Ward on the ground. Oh, he did. At one point during the game. Incredible stuff. And um, uh, oh, by the way, this boom. is Mike Curtis, 1971. He explained it very simply. The fan broke a city ordinance and I enforced it. Yes. Well, Stefan Diggs enforcing the ordinance. The fan trying to get the football. And then Deion Dawkins at the tail end. Yeah, watch this. After Mike, after Mike Curtis gets his homage paid to him by Stephon Diggs, Dawkins takes his shoe and throws it. He, he Who literally, throws his shoe? He picked the shoe off the guy, too. It wasn't like it was not on there. He literally took the shoe off the guy's foot. <laughs> oh, awesome stuff. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. I'd like to again be respectful uh, of the organization. Um, I think the the most, you know, one decision that that will be upcoming will be obviously Devante and his future with the team. Uh, there still is this thing called the franchise tag, um, which I, you know, don't think seventeen wants <laughs> wants the franchise. Like no player ever wants the franchise. Ever, <laughs> but. That uh, decision on that, I believe, is in February, um, and in late February. So I think, I think that should be enough time to make a decision um, by then. Um, I don't want to put myself on a specific date, but I, again, I do want to be sensitive to uh, Devante and many other guys who uh, you know have decisions to make on their own futures. And to drag it out past free agency would be disrespectful to the organization and to those guys, and that 100% will not happen. Aaron Rodgers, who said before 
he's going to make a decision before free agency, even though he's not going to be a free agent. Look, here, here's how this is going to go. If he decides he wants to be traded, he's going to tell the Packers to trade me. They agreed unofficially last year. And I remember saying when this happened, that agreement isn't worth the paper it's not printed on. Because they could always renege. Because last year, they we did. both believe yeah. they reneged on a commitment to trade him. Right. This time around, he made the leap of faith. If he says trade me and they say no, then he's retiring. Although I still don't know that he wants to retire the same year Tom Brady does and be second fiddle when they go into the Hall of Fame together. But I digress. I, the, the bottom line is we're going to know. This isn't going to drag out all the way until the start of training camp. For my business purposes, I wish it would, but we're going to know by uh, the middle of March, if not sooner, Chris, because the quarterback carousel starts spinning yeah. well before right. the middle of March. Matthew Stafford was unofficially traded to the Rams on January 30. So the planets are going to start lining up, and I think the sooner Aaron Rodgers makes it known that he's going to be in play – the more likely he gets to the spot that he wants to go. Agreed. Uh, you know, you want to get it out there. Like we talked a little bit yesterday or Monday. I can't remember what day that was. Just as far as yeah, get to a new team too if you want to do that. So you can start formulating the game plan around you. Everything there. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be a jerk to the pits uh, the, to the Green Bay Packers that way and do what Brett Favre did to them. And I would think you know I, I'm I'm really intrigued and just from the aspect of when it comes time for decision here. You know, we're finally gonna know is he really happy enough to stay in Green Bay or does he really want to get out and okay he dealt with it last year but it, it's still there's some things he's not happy about and of course the Devonte Adams things has to be a part of this equation for both of these guys he needs to figure it out one so hey Devonte knows okay I want to come back to the Packers maybe Devonte Adams won't want to come back to the Packers if Aaron Rodgers says he wants to go I know he can get franchise tagged but still so I think as a friend and then of course as a person that's important to the organization organization and for his own self I would think he's got to make this you know this 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 decision sometime here in the the near or recent future I think he still wants out and you do and despite everything he said about Brian Gutekunst after the game on Saturday right that relationship is still not where it needs to be hmm. he's going to want out he's not going to want to stay even though you and I both agree the grass is greener, or greenier as the case may be, at Lambeau Field. You can run that division. you got two new head coaches coming in. I, I, I think he's still going to want out. And uh, teams to watch. You want to know some teams to watch? Yeah, of you course I teams do. To watch? Please. Steelers, Broncos. I see, the, I see both of those for sure. Yeah. Would have been the Saints. Would have been the Saints. Uh, there may be one more that I'm not thinking of. I, for, they won't trade him to the 49ers. Okay. They won't trade him to the 49ers. Right. And, 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 again, there may be one other, but your New York Giants Oh, man. Oh, please. Oh, please, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, the Raiders, too. The Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah that was, but, that's interesting. I, can, I yeah. can see the logic from his standpoint on all of those. I mean, man, if he came to the Giants, you know how happy I would be, certainly. Uh, but I, I am. I'm going to be interested to see how this unfolds here over the next few weeks. I think you'd quit your Sunday job and get season tickets and, and also go to all the road games if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback in the New York Giants. I might. I might. Bring right. Pete with me. Uh, oh, we'll take a break. We'll wrap up this Wednesday edition, this fast-moving Wednesday edition of PFT Live right after this. In week 18, the 49ers and the Rams got together at SoFi Stadium, and it was a 49ers fan takeover to the point where the Rams had to go silent count 
and the 49ers didn't. That's how loud it got with 49ers fans. So now Sean McVay urging fans, because it's a sellout. Season ticket holders have bought all the tickets. He's urging the Rams fans not to turn those tickets into cash on the secondary market by selling them to 49ers fans. It just shows you it's important. It's huge. You want your home field advantage to actually be an advantage for the home team, not the road team. No, it's 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 part of the L.A. experience, unfortunately, right now for those two home teams. You don't know what you're going to get when you walk off, you know, walk through the tunnel onto the field during a Sunday. 49ers definitely took over the stadium. You could see it on TV, watching film, whatever. It looked like it was about 60-40 as far as 49ers fans to, to Rams fans. And, you know, the Rams, again, with them being fairly new, I don't know, Mike, what do you think? There's probably more 49ers fans that live in L.A. than there are Rams fans that live in L.A. So that's the tough thing that they're in the process of turning over some of these guys and get them onto the Rams bandwagon here. We'll see if they can do it this weekend. Yeah, and uh, you have to prepare for the noise if you're Sean McVay. You've got to prepare for it. Yeah, you do. You you, you have to be ready for it. They don't know what's going to happen. For their playoff game, it wasn't that way. They had fans supporting them. But for this, those four. And the harder you try to keep them out, that's going to make them more determined to get in. We're out. We'll be in tomorrow morning. Thanks for some of your time. See ya. See you later. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's for a limited time.